Welcome to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast where you will discover creative ways to improve your health and well-being. Someone may have told you that art isn't for you, but they were wrong. Anyone can create arts for the health of it. No talent or experience necessary. I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody and I make the beat. Don't know where it'll take me, take me. Cause when I'm in the dark of night, I sing my way back to the light. Come along with me and your heart will see that a song changes everything. Oh, oh. like-minded people and it's so interesting like just some of the same themes come up time and time again and it just continues to reiterate this central message it's not message um these central themes about how how important and like why art is so important for our well-being and why it's such a universally human thing It's also funny when you talk to people who are like, I don't, I didn't even know I was in arts and health. And then like the same words, Uh you hear the same words (laughs) from everyone, whether they, well, they probably don't know that everyone is saying the same stuff, which is so interesting because then it's so obvious. Well, I think it reinforces, you know, I believe that all artists are public health workers, whether they they know it or not, because the arts are so important for emotional regulation and for mental health and health of communities. And this is these are all things that artists kind of do naturally. Um, and I love the field of arts and health because it's helping us inform why these things are so impactful and how to even deepen that practice. Um, and then Ben was so great. He's, he's writing about, he was one of those people that was like, I feel like I need to do something expressive. And he kind of went on his own journey to discover his creative practice. And then he's here today to share with all of our listeners well, and how like to do was, that. Like he was saying after we were done recording that he was looking for a podcast like ours years oh, ago. I know. And sort of like he was probably looking for it. So he started creating it, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what happens as an artist. You can't find it. So you create it. Yeah. And He's, it's, yeah, it was really cool to talk with him. And he's from Canada. So he has a really great accent. Yes. About. Then I had to like <laughs> check myself. Because I will slip With into that accent. Boy. Yes, I will slip into that accent. <laughs> a drop of a hat. And then he also has some really fun, um, easy ways for people listening that can are like, maybe I should start doing this. Or what mm-hmm. can I add to what I'm already doing? He has some really fun ideas on what we can do um, to up your creative practice or start it. Yeah, there was something there that I was like, ooh, I don't know. that sounds great. I need to do more of that. <laughs> I know. I was part of a group once. Well, am I going to give it away? That <laughs> that had that had something like he was talking about, about, and I didn't do it. And now I'm kind of sad that I didn't do it Aww. because I think it would have helped in like many other areas of things that I do. Mm. Um, but it was like one of those, I don't know if I have time to do that, but ah. making time. 
because yeah well and I think about I, it a lot well there you go well i think what he what he said several times was about like lowering the bar of yeah. entry like lowering that barrier of entry so like if whatever the thing is that you want to do feels too big or overwhelming or too much time like what what does feel easy like in mm -hmm. his in his um one of his blog posts he's he said well what would this what would this look like if it was easy and then kind of start there like what what feels easy and light um and don't minimize the impact of small incremental um progress toward a goal that's yeah yeah you hear that a lot in the hospital too and i think he said it like i can't draw a stick figure okay mm -hmm. well don't draw a stick figure then <laughs> <laughs> draw yeah. a line and yeah, then a just, circle exactly and then another line and then another line and then, and then another broke. line yes so who <laughs> is ben corkery well let me tell you he is a blogger and a podcaster with a background in education he explores topics uh around the importance of creative projects for our mental and emotional health ben explores ways that we can get unstuck from our creative blocks and start making positive change in our lives through building something meaningful and we had a great <laughs> conversation with him today and we did not introduce ourselves at the beginning because we were so excited to talk. But you, by now, you know, I'm Richard Wilmore, the host of Arts for the Health of It. And I'm Constanza Roder. The other host of Arts for the Health of It. Yeah. And uh, here's Ben Corkery. Go listen and watch. If you want to be more creative that you can get into. So, yeah, I love it. Those are perfect. Well, I think that's why. I mean, we talk about it all the time on this podcast, but we've never really talked about how to do it. <laughs> we've talked about it and we get people on here who are doing it, but we've never really been like, hey, this is how you start. And I think especially for adults, it's so um, difficult to get back into it. Mm. Um, I know it was for me when I I started at Hearts Need Art. I was like, oh, I have to paint in front of people? Like, I, <laughs> like what if it turns out and looks really bad, but then it turns out it doesn't matter. Um, and that's a huge like mind mm -hmm. shift. Shift. Yes, I was going to say something else, but yes, um, I got you, Richard. And I would have to bleep it. Uh, so that's why Ben's here is to talk about how to actually like start and find your creative practice. So thank you for jumping on today. Yeah. No. Uh, you're, you're most welcome. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. And this is a, it's a topic that absolutely fascinates me because um, I know exactly what you're talking about um, with that kind of um, situation of it's one thing to talk to someone who's already doing something. Um, maybe they're a musician or a painter or a writer, whatever it is. And it sounds great that they're doing that. But then when you start to look at the uh, you know, what does that look like if, if, if I want to start doing that, or if I'm put on the spot to do that, um, suddenly it doesn't sound as nice and it definitely doesn't feel as nice a lot of the time if you're kind of um, in that in that position. And I, I was really that person and, and, and still am that person in a lot of ways who, um, who, who, who loves creativity, is inspired by other people being cre creative, but um, a lot of the time felt stuck in that, well, how do I, how do I start to do that um, when I don't know how to do that? Mm. Um, and it's this kind of interesting um, zero to one uh, type of situation where it seems like um, 
you're not doing it, but you want to be doing it, but you don't know how to start doing it. Mm. So we could definitely kind of get into that a little bit. And um, I've kind of been really just playing with that experiment of starting things. Um, and there's kind of some different, definitely some different um, tips I can offer for that. And then just share my experience as well. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. How did you, so how did you kind of um, get to this place and how, what have you learned? Yeah. I mean, just go for, yeah, go from yeah, there. Yeah. Awesome. Share. Well, Rich alluded to one thing there. He said that um, uh, sometimes you don't know how to do it, but then you just need to, you just need to start doing it. And um, right off the bat, I guess the first thing is that um, you're not really supposed to know how to do something. You're not really supposed to um, even be good at it. You're not supposed to um, know how it's going to go. So the first, uh, the first thing to realize is that, um, you know, even right off the bat, I say, I kind of tell people and I recommend to myself, you know, you don't need to make something that's, that's really amazing or really good. The point is just to get, get into action, right? We want to mm -hmm. get from, from being out of creative action into creative action. And it sounds almost, um, it sounds kind of funny, but really anything that prevents us from doing that, um, is kind of an excuse that is not really legitimate because the goal is not to be creating a masterpiece. The goal is just to be practicing creativity. And the reason we practice is to get better at it. Um, we don't, you know, we're not performing right off the bat. We're practicing. And mm. when you practice, the barrier of entry is very low. You can, uh, I love to use the example of you take an empty piece of paper and a, and, and a pen and as soon as you start making markings on that paper, even if you're just scribbling, um, you've sort of entered the practice game. Um, so what we can do is kind of really lower this barrier of entry. And obviously we want to aim a little bit higher than just um, scribbling on a piece of paper. But when we really lower this barrier of entry, um, we, can get we can get more people into the creative game. We can get more people making art. And then it's a lot easier to start moving in a direction kind of once you're in the game. So I like to focus on how can we get people in the game? And I think the best way of doing that is let's lower this barrier of entry um, as low as possible so that you can just begin that practice, whatever it is. So that brought a question to my mind that maybe we need to start by asking uh, this question um, because I think it frames like the reason behind like why I explore this in the first place. And that is what, why, should we have like why do we need a creative practice and um you know especially people think oh i'm not creative or like expressive arts blah, you know whatever why why do we why do we need this practice um in the first place mm -hmm. yeah great question and i think we you know we ask ourselves a lot that and we might even struggle uh to, to answer it but um uh for me it seems like um simply put it's it's a feeling of something that kind of is is inside of me that i want to kind of either get out or um kind of express and that will be different different for for everybody for each person in terms of of what they might want to share but the other thing is they might not even even know what they want to share so the way the way i kind of think about you know why why it's important or why um you know, we should explore this or, or look into this is that, um, you know, cr creativity is basically born out of, it's born out of curiosity. And then in terms of, 
uniqueness. It's born out of um, each of us being different. Um, so when we look at why it's important, um, it's essentially allowing us to be more of ourselves. So when we can be uh, creative in our own way, um, we are allowed, to, we can start being um, more of who we are, but, but kind of in action. Um, mm-hmm. When we look at living, when we look at living our lives and we think, you know, what, what, what is, um, what does Ben do or what does Rich do, you know, and we might think of things we like or things we listen to. Um, it's just like that, except this is, you know, what do we do? That's us. Um, and, and when we can do more of that, we become more of ourselves. And when we become more of ourselves, not only do we, um, does that feel good to us? It feels authentic, um, because we're showing up in the world as, as who we are, but it also gives other people a chance to see who we are. Um, and one quick example of that is, um, I wanted to write for a while. I wanted to write blog posts and and share them, but I was kind of self-conscious, kind of ashamed, didn't think I maybe had anything to say or, or was worth saying. And I, so I wrote something and I just kind of shared it on my own personal Facebook. And I had one, one friend, well, actually a lot of people kind of responded, which surprised me. One person said, I, I never knew you kind of thought about things deeply. And I kind of thought huh. that was, <laughs> I never thought that I kind of thought that was funny because I thought I'm thinking about these things all the time. And here, wow. here I am kind of thinking that people might know that, but here's a piece of me that is not um, being seen in the world and in my relationships because I, I don't have that creative practice. So that's kind of how I think about why why it's important. Wow, what a good answer! That it really is so essential to cut to personhood, and it sounds like relationships and mm-hmm. um, what you're able to contribute uniquely to the world. Yeah, that's great. Where did your knowledge of creative practice come from? Like, let's yeah, a little, a little history on you of like how you learned all of this. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes back a little bit to what I was saying earlier about being that person who wanted to be creative, but like, didn't know how kind of. And when I was a kid, I used to, I was always working on a project. I was always making things, whether it be paper hats or whittling or any craft. Um, I was happy when I was doing that. So I kind of felt like that piece of me didn't wasn't really active anymore but I also didn't know exactly how to do it I didn't think it was just maybe you know crafts or I wasn't sure how to do that kind of as a as an adult Mm. um and so I just started kind of being very interested in reading about um people who had become creative and and how they had done it and and what they kind of recommend to people who who want to do that so really before I even started um I would like to say that I kind of I started jumping in and, and doing a, you know, beginning what, what is called kind of a, a practice right away. But I was very much a um, sit on the edge of the pool and, and kind of listen to what other people were saying for a long time. So I guess that's how I learned and, and, and finally kind of started um, putting, putting myself out there a little more and trying to practice what I preached. But it was really through, through, through learning from, from other kind of um, artists who had shared their stories um, um, other creative people who who have talked about this process and just kind of, I guess, osmosis over time. Hmm. So it's something that can be learned. It looks, it sounds like that this this practice and this process. It's not just something that you know people may just instinctively know, but it's something that can be taught and practiced. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, 
I think that once again, that can become a barrier to entry thinking about it from a talent point of view or a, mm. an ins- inspiration is a big one, right? Like create creativity comes from inspiration is kind of this, um, a bit of a misnomer because, um, there's, there's one writer, I, I'm forgetting his name, but he said something to the, to the extent of, you know, um, I, I don't sit down and write because I'm inspired. Um, he says, I'm inspired because every day I sit down to write. Mm. And it's this idea that, um, you know, the practice gives the inspiration a chance, whereas um, waiting for inspiration um, is a pretty unpredict- unpredictable way of, of going about this. So 100% um, can be learned and practiced. And one one really crucial thing here that once again, we can't see when we're, when we're at the beginning of these journeys, when we're wanting to start making art or start making a project um, or a passion project, whatever it is, um, we can't see what will come of our work or how it will evolve. So we tend to think that we know Mm. what's going to happen, but what often happens is when we start working on something, we learn new things. We change the work changes. It takes on a life of its own. We, we meet someone else, our our opinion changes. And, and so starting the thing starts to create more things. It starts to create Mm. more momentum and it's a play. It's another, it's, we start to get points of view that we would not have gotten if we hadn't started. So it's definitely something that can be learned, can be practiced, but then it starts to grow. And that's really, uh, really interesting. You have this great story about pottery on your post, the steak press Mm -hmm. on your website. And it's kind of a post that addresses perfectionism and like just doing the work, like you're saying. And I love that story. Can you share that um, pottery story? Yeah, for sure. So uh, essentially, there's a um, the scenario is that there's a there's a pottery teacher and he's starting a new uh, a new class. But there's going to be two groups of there's two groups of students and they're they're each given a, a separate assignment. So they're all beginners. They, they're all um, brand new to pottery. And the goal is to make these beautiful these beautiful pots. And so the teacher divides them into two classes and he says this is going to run for 30 days. Um, and he says to the first class, so you are going to, um, you're going to spend this time um, to plan out and then construct, um, you know, this one beautiful pot that you'll, you'll have at the end of this 30 day period. So, you know, you can take all that time to, to plan it, um, to hone it, to edit it and to, to come up with this one, with this one pot. He then goes and says to the other group, um, now you guys, um, you guys are going to make one pot every single day. So even though you have no clue how to start, you're going to um, you're going to start on the first day and just do what you can, and the next day you're going to make another one, and so on until the 30 days is up. And and he says that um, you know at the end of this we're going to have a we're going to judge and pick the the best 10 pots um, from the class, and there'll be there'll be some prizes for that. And uh, so what ends up happening is he they finish their pots and at the end of the classes and he picks out the the 10 best pots and they're all from um they're all from this quantity group as opposed to this kind of quality group they're all from the people who made a pot every single day and they're not from this um group where they had so much time to plan and to work on and to edit um to come up with this one with this one idea so yeah i love that story too because it really kind of attacks this perfectionist mindset that a lot of us have and this kind of feeling that um we need to get you know we need to we it's all it's all really about putting off the practice and about and about being perfect as opposed to diving in and 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 what we kind of learn from that is that no it's you're better off diving in just beginning your practice and and that's where the quality comes from Mm. well 
I want to take a quick sponsor break and then I want to come back and talk to Ben about about his accent, where he's from, because <laughs> it sounds like my accent from where I grew up, but I don't think we came from the same place. And then also like what your creative practice is and how people can start. And uh, you have some fun things at the end that people can do um, to start their practice. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back with Ben and finding your creative practice right after this. Whether you consider yourself a musician or not, music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Mindy Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music. We're back on Arts for the Health of It with Ben Corkery. We're talking about finding your creative practice. Ben, where are you from? Okay, so I'm from uh, just north of Toronto, Ontario, just northeast okay. of Toronto, Ontario. So I I mean, yeah, I guess I do have some level level of an accent. I'm not sure where you had kind of placed me, but that's that's where it is. <laughs> I'm from northern Wisconsin, which is um, oh. very, yes. Yeah, so we have... About. It's like talking to a cousin <laughs> is what's happening here. Well, you guys uh, are kind of, yeah, the, 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 Amer- the Canadian Americans sometimes, you know, that, that, you know, close enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what do you do as a creative practice? Or I know you wanted to talk about passion projects, which like I have about 12 of those. So <laughs> I wanted to talk about what yours are. Yeah, for sure. It's the funny because I think once you maybe do get started with some of these things, then you realize you you have all kinds of ideas. You go from uh, not knowing what to do to then being kind of overwhelmed with with these different ideas. But I've got a few things um, that I'm working on right now um, a- as my kind of practice, and yeah, I'm happy to happy to share those. So um, on the on the one hand, and it's more of a well, I guess the, the caveat to all this is that sometimes creativity gets put in a little bit of a box. You know, it doesn't have to be painting. It doesn't have to be music. Anything mm-hmm. where we are thinking um, in our own unique way and, and, and solving problems and, cre- and, and, and creating and building, anything like that is creative. So I think that's important to have that caveat that you, you, you don't have to, you know, play the piano or you don't have to watercolor. There's, there's everything from podcasting to, um, to woodworking to, to, to even just... Um, having a conversation can be creative. So with that being said, um, I, I have a podcast with my brother and with a good friend um, where we delve into some of this stuff. And that has been um, kind of a challenge and a, and a good way to um, just just stay accountable and then continue to learn. Um, so the podcast is, is one thing, um, but that's not daily. That's more of a weekly thing. Um, and, and then I also have a newsletter um, slash blog where, where I write. So um, that is one of my more formal practices. And the goal there is to write about three posts a week um, to sort of sit down for about 90 minutes and to just write um, about about three posts a week, just about what I'm thinking about, about a simple um, maybe problem I have in my life and, and really just seeing where it goes. It's about, um, I did a degree in literature and I kind of, I got turned off of writing from some of the essays I had to do. So <laughs> I really wanted this project to be 
enjoying writing again. So I really try to look at it as a, um, I sometimes don't know where these things are going when I sit down to write them. And it's really about, you know, maybe putting on some a nice soundtrack music. It's about getting into that process and then just writing and just seeing where it goes. Um, so that's the, the, the newsletter. And then I, I publish um, just on my own, the, the kind of what I think is the best one of those and, and, and share it. Um, and then uh, another, another practice that I have um, one thing I've wanted to do for a long time is grow a YouTube channel. And that always just seemed like such an overwhelming um, intimidating thing to do. And um, so I heard this one guy talking about this, um, this uh, daily challenge of, uh, you know, a five minute vlog every day, just, just talk about whatever you want um, and just try to do one every day for the year. And I thought that is a, that is an awesome idea. So um, I've been working on that and, and really starting from zero in the YouTube world. But um, I used to really enjoy making videos in high school. And so it's something that I'm trying to resurrect and delve ah. back into. And, um, and that's more of kind of a, a daily activity and kind of just a bit of an idea factory because you're always thinking, oh, what could I talk about today? Um, or if something happened today, maybe I could talk about that. So it's, that's really kind of a, a, a practice in terms of let's just try to keep, uh, keep the ideas going. Well, you mentioned your literature degree, and that makes sense because your blog is very well written. Like, there's some blogs out there that have interesting content, maybe, but maybe aren't as well written. But yours is very well written, so I appreciate that. Well, thank you. <laughs> you do have your hands in a lot of different areas. That's, I mean, that's really fun. Are you able to do pursue these kind of as your your full time bent, or do you have um, other other ways that you bring in the bacon as they say yeah yeah great question this is actually another topic that that fascinates me i'm i'm really interested in the meeting of these kind of um you know artistic creative passion projects and then and then income because that inevitably inevitably becomes the question right um you know can i can i work in the thing that i love doing and um i'll throw a little bit of a curve ball at you because the answer is yes and no right now um kind of speaking of having my hands in many pots um my, my main business right now is I, I build tiki bars and I sell them um, uh, kind of locally here. Oh, and wow. so that is a <laughs> that is a separate yet also connected uh, creative practice, which uh, which um, puts the bread on the table um, or, the, or the bacon. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I, I do hope to, to continue to build um, the blog and the podcast towards a more, um, you know, potentially potentially in, in uh, an income source, but uh, that's, uh, that's down the road right now. Very cool. Yeah. What's the last creative thing you did besides tiki bar making? Um, in, in a recent, in a recent context or. Yeah. Like the last really? creative thing you did for yourself, not for building it for someone else. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. Um, um, I think that would be, um, probably just playing around with a couple, um, with a couple videos. One thing that I've always enjoyed is putting music to, um, kind of editing any footage and putting music to it. So I've, I've been trying to do a little bit more of that. Um, I haven't maybe shared as much of that as I, as I should, but, um, just for the sake of the, for the doing of it, for the enjoyment of it and the kind of, um, the fulfillment of it. I would say that that is something that I've been working on. Just, just playing around with some videos. Mm, fun. 
And then you have, uh, Richard, do you have any more questions before we go to some practical tips? No, go for it. All right. So you have some things that you want to share with our audience about things that they can try to kind of start getting their creative practice started. So mm -hmm. can you share some of those things? Yeah, for sure. And I know I, I wrote down a couple things um, beforehand, and but I'll just kind of shoot from the hip here. And the first thing I would say is a lot of people get stuck on, you know, I don't even know kind of what I'm interested in or what I want to do or like where to start at all. And um, I think a neat tip there is just to literally um, look at your search history, look at your YouTube history and just kind of see what you're into um, because that'll give you some clues as to what you maybe enjoy um, being a part of. And mm. then the next question is, well, how can I start um, maybe creating from that place? Um, and um, that's where we get into, you know, how do we get started? How can we, how can we make something happen? How can we start having a, a creative um, practice? And like I mentioned at the start, what we want to do is really lower the barrier of entry. We want to make it as easy as possible um, and and hopefully as enjoyable as possible to, to start doing some of these things. So there's definitely some more structured things if you want to, um, uh, you know, kind of commit to cultivating your own creative practice. And, and the first resource I'll mention is something from uh, The Artist's Way, which uh, is a book I highly recommend, especially around these topics that explores, okay. um, yeah, unblocking your own cre creativity. And, uh, and the exercise that's, there's two exercises outlined in there that are, that are really neat. And the, the first one is the morning pages, which is essentially a stream of consciousness um, journaling, where you literally just, you kind of write these three pages, um, first thing in the morning, just total stream of consciousness without judgment, without trying to plan it, without thinking it, thinking about it. And, and um, kind of the idea is that over, over some time, over a few days, over a, a few weeks, there's some themes and there's things that start to come out of this that um, might surprise you, that might um, give you a clue um, where, uh, where you want to kind of focus this creative interest. And, and I want to stress that idea of it might even surprise you because sometimes we don't know what we're going to find with creativity. Um, what we might, what we might want to do or, or play around with. So this is, this is about um, kind of this mental dump, but also this kind of, it's a practice in itself, um, this, this morning pages. So that's one. The second thing she talks about, um, which I love is called an artist's date. And essentially this is taking your inner artist on a, on a date, which might sound kind of funny, but this is about, um, this is about having fun with it and giving it, uh, giving your kind of inner artist a chance to kind of come out or play. So this could be anything from thrift shopping to a museum um, to a, a, a craft, um, even even a movie that you really want to watch, but maybe you've been you've been um, putting off something. But it, it's just done on your own, and it's just for the just for having fun and kind of observing what happens. And sometimes these can just lead to thoughts and ideas. Um, and options that you might not have been making time for um, otherwise. Um, so those are from that book, and I recommend that book a lot. But then, um, kind of on my uh, from from what I've been doing, um, I love the the idea of this five minute um, YouTube video as kind of a challenge. People seem to do well with these kind of challenges challenges because um, it's 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 exactly that. It, it challenges you a little bit, and it's something that you can. Um, kind of commit to, to see what happens. You know, we always want to see what happens at the end of a challenge. So I think even that, that simple act of um, recording a video, it doesn't matter what it's about. doesn't matter what you talk about. 
um, for five minutes and then the act of publishing it as well. Even if no one watches it, doesn't matter if you have zero subscribers, um, but what you're doing here is you're starting to just work out that creative muscle a little bit and um, and maybe get at you know what's, what's inside of you. Um, and that leads into um, kind of one other um, thing that I'll mention, which is kind of this idea of, of a living resume. And this is something that mm. is kind of, um, I think, really, really neat and, and kind of also just frames in this whole importance of, of creativity. Um, and it's kind of what I said before about letting yourself, uh, letting yourself be seen um, when, when you become more of yourself. So the idea here is to um, you know, sh- share, um, share or, or keep track of these little projects that you create, whatever it is, just keep a little, um, you know, it's like a portfolio of things you're working on or um, uh, things you're interested in. Even if it's just making notes about things that interest you, start to create a little um, a little kind of portfolio that you can continue to build off. You can continue to add to. I heard one author describe this as a your own little personal museum of interests. Um, so once again, this is just about learning how to kind of play with our creativity, discover what it is. Um, so just start collecting these little things and what that can eventually turn into a lot of the time is, um, you know, something quite substantial that, that you can point to and say, yeah, this is kind of, this is kind of what I'm working on. A lot of the Mm -hmm. time this turns into, this turns into books, this turns into blogs, podcasts, business ideas, um, all kinds of neat things, but just start, start tracking it and start, um, start filling up your own little room with these neat little, these neat little projects, no matter how small they are. I like that idea of tracking it, but not necessarily caring if people are watching. Like you're literally just doing it for yourself. And I think that's also important because people get afraid, especially when they're starting to get creative of like, who's going to see it and Mm -hmm. who's going to judge me. But it can be on a private YouTube channel if you want it. Sure. Just doing (laughs) it, you know? Yeah. Those are all really great places to start. That's thank you so much for sharing that. That's I'm yeah, gonna, I'm actually, I want to add one more. I have one oh, yeah. more thing that just came to mind. And this is Go kind of it. another, another experiment that someone could do. Um, I think what, a great way to, to realize kind of when you're in that creative state is, is by um, kind of keeping track of the things you do when um, you lose track of time. So that's a huge clue mm-hmm. that you're doing something that you're operating your kind of creative flow. And sometimes it can take a little bit of de- detective work to figure out what that is or to even start doing some new things so that you have a chance, a chance to see that if that happens. So trying out some different things, but, but that's a great clue that you might be operating in that um, your own little sphere of creative brilliance. Just notice when you're in that flow, when you don't notice that, you know, you're, maybe you're making a, you are taking that pottery class and you're like, where did the time go? That's a great sign. So something to, something to be able to look out for. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's also smart. Like, to try different things and not just, you know, pick up a paintbrush. And if that doesn't feel right, pick up something else, mm-hmm. you know, find what works for you. Cause not everything is going to connect with you. Mm-hmm. Ben, how can people connect with you if they want to? Yeah. Uh, awesome. Um, Instagram's the best place to get a hold of me. Um, I've got a very professional um, handle there. Yeah. So <laughs> Benny boy, 93 was the only one that was available. So we'll, that might change at some point, but it sounds uh, like a like your Hotmail or Yahoo exactly. Email from <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so if you just want to shoot a DM or chat about any of this stuff, that's, that's awesome. Um, the blog, uh, I publish on Substack, um, which is called society for a wondering mind. And the, the, uh, the podcast is called protagonist and you can link that up for sure. So mm. cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. This is a blast guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes, of course. Uh, go to heartsneedart.org slash podcast for all the notes from today so you, you can connect with Ben and start your creative practice. Uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you're watching or listening, and we will see you next week. Keep creating, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers in partnership with the National Organization for Arts and Health. You can help others learn about the healing power of the arts by subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen or watch. The podcast is hosted by Richard Wilmore, co-hosted by Constanza Rader. Our theme song, Songbird, is written and performed by Natalie Lane. Visit heartseedart.org to learn how you can support our mission to create joy with people facing life-altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create art for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Heartseed Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.
Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers, in partnership with the National Organization for Arts and Health. You can help others learn about the healing power of the arts by subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen or watch. The podcast is hosted by Richard Wilmore, co-hosted by Constanza Rader. Our theme song, Songbird, is written and performed by Natalie Lane. Visit heartsneedart.org to learn how you can support our mission to create joy with people facing life-altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create arts for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Heartsneed Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.